Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndra Kiera, and you are tuned in to an all-new episode of Just Let It Glow podcast. Once again, we're on the road to 100 episodes. Um, I can't wait. There's some cool stuff that's happening. Um, I'm working on. I hope you guys will like it. Um, so there's some really fun shit happening soon. I don't want to talk too much, you know. Cause I just want to hop out with it, but yeah, good things are happening. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Um, wellness check on me. I hope you all are doing well. Wellness check for me. It's just, you know, it's easy. I realize to get distracted from your purpose. And when you are growing and glowing and going through things, there's always going to be moments that test if you are really going in the right direction and if you are really um, ready to stay on course. Because there's always distractions and they come in very familiar forms that you might, it might catch you off guard and it can really rattle your spirit. That's what I feel like. Um, And I realize when you are often around people that are operating in toxic situations and toxic behaviors, that it's easy for them to try to shake your shit up, right? Because they're used to that toxic shit. Like, I was watching Baddies. Y'all know that's my guilty pleasure. And one of the girls was like, you know, I'm very peaceful at this point. I don't really get into too much. You know, I left a lifestyle where I was happy, waking up happy, feeling good, moving, motivated. This bitch over here, she fighting. She rumbling with her niggas. She at war with these bitches. So... She's on go all the time. And that's how I feel like that happens when you are just like in a super positive space. People that are like and very, they still um, have toxic behaviors and still operate in toxic uh, relationships, behaviors, tendencies, all of that shit. And I'm not saying they're wrong or they're bad people. It's just that they didn't grow yet in that way there is still very that shit for me that arguing shit that 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 fucking up people peace that weird behavior that drama that anger you know that passive aggressiveness i don't know how to deal with that no more so i don't and when i said that it's my fuck around and find out era that's what i mean I'm not operating within anybody's toxic behaviors anymore. And that goes for kind of anybody that is around me right now. And sometimes it's just distracting and it's hurtful and it's very upsetting because it's really from a familiar place and it's usually things that you're just used to dealing with, but you're just tired. You just get to a point where you're tired. And I feel like I'm just at that point. I don't want to be at war about nothing, but these 
I don't even want to be able to worry about these bills. I just want to be able to pay my fucking bills. I want to be at war in no aspect of my life about nothing. Like, I just want to see, I don't mind a challenge, but I'm not, at the end of the day, I'm not about to be in any situation, whether it's work, whether it's relationships, whether it's family, whether it's friendship, whether it's business partnerships, what the fuck ever. I don't want to have to go through a long road of fucking drama just to get some type of peak in a mist full of fucking volleys. Like, I feel like, you know, I say this, I do not, like, the reason why I'm cutting relationships and stuff off with people and not, like, continuing to date people I'm not interested in or that I know, like, they they would love to be with me, but they just got toxic-ass behaviors. It's because I don't want to get to my motherfucking wedding day and somebody say, oh, you know, she been through, we've been through a lot. She's um, tolerated a lot from me and she held me down. I don't want nobody to be able to say that about me. I don't want no man to be able to say that about me. I don't want no friend to be able to say that about me. I don't want no family member, no job, no nothing. I'm not operating in that struggle, toxic shit in no way, shape, or form. So that's, and and it's easy to get distracted because in my head, I'm still me. In my head, I'd be ready to go off or be very confrontational because I'm not scared of confrontation. And I realize everybody's not confrontational. So they do passive aggressiveness and pet or just operate nasty. And I'm not that person. I'm very much different so in my head I just be wanting to confront shit head on but I know that we're not going to be able to move in a positive space like I am because we're not in the same space of life and um it just it is what it is you know at this point with a lot of stuff and I felt rattled this week not gonna lie but I feel like this week I'm just in a better headspace you know and I'm trying to stay there. Also, you know, your girl is making strides at the gym. And I'm really keep, you know, impressing myself over and over. I don't talk about the gym much. So people probably think I don't be going like that. But I definitely go damn near every day. Um, but yeah, I'm starting to see process, progress and I'm proud of that, you know, I'm proud of sticking to things and you can see change. And I feel like I see change within me um, almost every day, not just in a physical, internally, mentally, you know, and I like what I see. I love the woman I'm becoming. I'm loving the space and the healing journey that I took. It's not easy. It's definitely not easy. The easy route would would have I've been happy <laughs> you know or would I you know the easy route would have been staying in that toxic ass space of negativity and terrible energy you know because it's easier to deal with that it's hard as shit be on this healing journey because sometimes you really be by yourself and you gotta be willing to stand in the paint alone or you know have a bunch of people around you 
you know, sometimes this healing journey be real, real quiet, real solid, real, you know, you really be in solitude. And I don't mind it at this point, you know. I I felt like years ago I was in a space where I could be in a fucking crowded room and I felt so alone, you know? And now I could be by myself and I'm filled with love and joy. So it's a difference and I'm cool with that difference. So I hope you all are doing well. Just some things that, some feelings and emotions that have come up on me these last few weeks, well, last week or so. So we're going to get into some mess. Uh, Apparently, we can't say get into things because, you know, people get upset about that. But we're just going to get into the topics. Um, I'm going to start with some mess. Y'all know one of my favorite shows was one of my favorite shows is Love and Marriage. Huntsville, you've heard me talk about this show for a very long time. If you ain't tapped in, you should have tapped in already so we can chat about it but it's been revealed by melody sheree which is the star of the show um that her ex-husband i'm not going to explain the show i'm just going to tell y'all logistics so this woman melody sheree was married to a man for 14 years he cheated on her for five years on and off with several women but one woman in particular was like his main side chick right um over the years over those 14 years mel and martel um have four children um they have a television show on own build a business together blah 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 they divorced now he had a side baby and now they and sheree sheree from real housewives of atlanta that's the cliff notes so it was been revealed by someone that allegedly Martel Holt, allegedly, 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 y'all not suing me, um, and his child's mother and former side chick, current side chick, Ariane Curry, um, devised a plan to put out a sex tape of his ex-wife performing oral sex on him And because his face wasn't in the video, um, they were going to pretend and put it on as if she was performing oral sex for another man. Granted, this was her husband um, of 14 years. They dated for a little bit longer than that, um, that she did this video with. He apparently tried to give the video to the side chick and get one of her friends to make a fake page to upload it. The friend basically, you know, confronted her and was just like, that's stupid. He's going to get you um, caught up. That lady can sue you, you know, that type of thing. Um, And she informed Melody allegedly of what was going down. So it's been finally revealed on the, on the internet about this happened about a year ago. Um, I bring this up to say, when I watch this show, I get very frustrated because they often try to portray him as if they're a good, he's a good man. And it gaslights the fuck out of Melody as if she's just angry about a divorce or she's making it hard on him because he cheated. 
and watching the show, it's like it's so far beyond cheating. I think him cheating on her is the least of the problems. The real problem entails his lack of respect, his lack of boundaries, and he's just has diabolical planning and deviousness, and he's willing to hurt her in any way possible for you to have four children with a woman and try to put out a tape that y'all created when you were married for that amount of years and put it on the internet to pretend as if it was somebody else. Like y'all don't have children that have access to the internet. I get frustrated with the show because everybody knows the things that happens to this woman behind the scenes. It's not a secret. The producers know, the cast know, the crew knows. And to continuously put him in spaces to make him seem like he's a good man and that he made a mistake by cheating. We don't care about the cheating. Everybody cheats. It's this nastiness and this evilness that comes with it. And a lot of abusers do this because they don't want to be seen as the bad guy. They want to ruin you for changing other people's perspective of them. He wants to punish her. He doesn't want her to be happy. He don't give a hell how it hurts other people. And for me, I just feel so bad for this woman because I just want her to get off the show at this point and be able to move forward without having to have direct contact with him. And it just makes me realize, and we're going to get into another couple soon, right after this, I might as well. You never know who you're laying down with, right? People can show their representative for so long. People can show you the good parts of them for so long and blind you, and love will be blinding. Love can have you in a situation you were never meant to be in. The lack of self-love can make you stay in a situation that you, you know, wouldn't want to be in. To make a tape with someone, body, as a woman, you have to most times trust them with your life. Trust that they respect you, they honor you, and they will protect you, and that this is just something between the two of you. Imagine doing something like that with a man that you had vows for, and he gives it to his side chick to use as bait to expose you, to give uh, your side chick access to you like that. It's just diabolical. And I really, and and when you are dating and people just think things are just so cavalier and so, oh, it's 2023. Everybody makes tapes. Everybody's simple. No, they don't. And this is the reason why. This is the reason why people don't do stuff like that. If that's some shit you want to do, you should get with a porn star. You should get with somebody that doesn't mind putting their information out there because people you everybody just does not have a good spirit and a good heart and i'm glad that planting didn't work out and i'm glad she's speaking about it so he can't try to use it another way and i just think that this should be served as a warning 
no matter, honestly, at this point, if it's your husband of 20 years, your boyfriend of two, your life partner, the love of your life, your girlfriend, if there is any shadow of a doubt, keep that shit off a camera. Keep your shit off a camera. Really pay attention to the people that you surround yourself with and watch how they move. Just watch how they move. Watch how they move with other people. Watch how they move with you because you really can't just can't trust shit anymore. And it's not to move in your relationship without faith, but more so you have to learn to not let love blind you from protecting yourself. So speaking of, so another other couples news. Y'all know in our first very first episode of the show, we discuss Derek Jackson and his wife, Danaea Jackson. I think that's how you say it. Um, it was revealed that social media star and relationship coach Derek Jackson was cheating on his wife, Danaea Jackson, for some time for for I don't know how long don't quote me that with, allegedly with several different women um she said she was gonna stick beside her man they were working through it um she wore a badge of God's honor I forgot what she said um <laughs> and she was gonna protect her marriage and he said he was apologetic blah 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 allegedly last year he files for divorce from her they break up I don't know if they're officially divorced but he moved on to another woman right um Danaea Jackson recently did an interview with um a young man I want to make sure the interview is with Lateris R. Whitfield host of the Dear Wifey podcast um and she says, I went into such a deep hole where I was like studying these women's. I would go to their profiles and I would study their pages and like what they wear. I knew they had met up. I watched their videos of them having sex. So I would try to imitate that and recreate that in our relationship so that he could choose me. That's the saddest shit I ever heard. That is some not being funny it's honestly sad and it's not as a joke like oh you like to make fun of her because i she's not the first woman that have had this situation and she won't be the last it's just very sad the amount of lack of love that women hold to their hearts right and i was telling a friend you know, you go through different cycles of life. You grow up in this cycle as a woman or a black woman, for me, from my perspective, where everybody is telling you, oh, don't be fast. Don't be boy crazy. Don't talk to these boys. Don't have sex. Don't do this. Don't get pregnant early. Don't put yourself out here. Don't give all your goodies to boys. Don't do this, right? Then this is this next phase. As soon as you graduate high school, it's like, oh, when you gonna have babies? Oh, where your little boyfriend at? Oh, you don't got a boyfriend? Where's your man? You know, oh, you better hold on to him. That's a good man. Oh, you better start cooking because you got to keep your man. Oh, you got to make sure you clean because you got to keep your man. Or you got to, you know, keep his uh, belly full, his balls empty. 
so he won't be with nobody else. And you got to learn how to do this so he can be happy. And da 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 And oh, oh, look at your cousin. She don't have no man. Oh, look at this lady. Her husband left her. And all of this other shit. And everything is structured on being a man, on having a man. That women that don't have their own mindset and not are only taught to have value when it's a man around deal with shit like this. Like if you are instilling in a woman that she is the prize, that any man would be lucky to have her, that she is the apple of the eye, she is um, something that's unobtainable, something that is precious, and that what she provides, a man would be more than lucky to have. They won't deal with shit like this. And I'm not trying to make you know go in on this lady because i just feel like she just wasn't given the tools right when you have a handsome husband that's successful and it looks like all the bitches want him and it would be embarrassing to go around your family and say oh he left me and da 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 and people will make it seem like there is an error with you like there's something wrong with you and there's nothing wrong with you you are just happen to be married to a serial cheater. You're literally married to a serial cheater that wouldn't be good with anybody. And it's sad because one of the worst things in a relationship where you find you lost yourself is when you start to look at other women as your competition and try to emulate that, you know? Um, I remember I was dating somebody and they just started being real weird to me. Um, I wasn't getting as many compliments, you know, but I see them posting women and liking pages and stuff. And I was like, what the hell? He being weird. I just cut the situation off because I felt like, all right, nigga, at this point, you don't like me. Like... I'm not about to go through this with you. Like, you want to be weird. I'm not, Before I start feeling like I'm less than, and not that I was comparing myself, but I was feeling like it was something wrong with me, right? Like something was wrong with me. And I just stopped talking to them. And they he had hit me up and was like, what's wrong? You know, what happened? Like, you just stopped talking and all of this other shit. And I had like went on and lived my life and was doing what I want to do. And I was like, listen, you don't like me. And he was kind of like, you know, trying to convince me that that wasn't true, that he felt how beautiful I am and how attractive I am. And then we got into it where he felt like I wasn't bending over backwards for him. And that's when I realized this nigga was doing that shit to get my attention he thought by disengaging with me because he didn't feel like I bent over backwards or I was showing him as much um, like and um, admiration for him. And I basically, I wasn't dick-eating enough that he was going to play a mind trick with me. And I would have been fucked up if I started comparing myself. And mind you, these were like, IG models and shit like that. I'm not comparing myself to nobody on the internet. But I knew for at that moment you were trying to do shit to get a rise out of me. 
so that I can think less of myself and I feel like I could be lucky to be around you. The thing about it is I have been always raised like I was the prize. I've always been raised like that. I have never, ever, ever had a thought that a nigga wouldn't be lucky to have me around. You feel me? So it's like, you can only play stupid games with me, but for so long. Like, if you want to play stupid-ass games, you're going to win a dumb-ass prize. And that prize is, I'm going to remove myself. Because I'm very aware. I know how I act when I don't like nobody no more. I just move around. So if you start acting funny with me, I'm like, oh, you know, we ran this course, it's cool, I'm going to move around. You know? Like, I'm posting pictures any other time. You first motherfucking the views on my story, liking it, complimenting me, post not posting, but liking my pictures, commenting on the page, whether it's on the timeline or on the story, you know, do, 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 texting me about how good I look, da, 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 to not saying nothing at all. That's weird. I'm going to move around, especially if I see you kicking with other people. Like, okay, you made a statement. And I'm going to make a statement, too. I'm going to move around. I'm going to move all the way around. Because once I get to that space where I'm, like, stepping outside my body and it's giving me insecurities I never had, that's when I have to know, like, uh-uh, this motherfucker try playing with my head. And once you let somebody in your head like that, where it's causing self-doubt, where you never had self-doubt before, or insecurities, or you're questioning yourself, or you are competing or comparing yourself to other people, that's when you fucked up. We won't get into more about comparison and the glow-up topic, but I just feel like once if you're in a relationship and it gets to the point where you're trying to imitate the women or the men or whoever you're dating, if you're in trying to imitate the people that your person is cheating on you with, just move around. Just move around. Because at this point, it don't matter if you put... She she was saying like she saw sex videos of him and other women and would try to do those movements. Once he don't give a shit about if you see these videos or not, move around. When your feelings are no longer important to them, that where he is just he or she is just leaving evidence for you to find, they are pushing you out the door. So just go. Like honestly, I don't care if it's been 10 years, I don't care if it's been 10 months. I don't give a fuck if you're trying to have a baby and you knocking on that biological window as a woman. I don't give a fuck if y'all got a lease together. I don't give a fuck if y'all got a business together. Dissolve all that shit and move around. Because essentially you'll be staying in a situation with the wrong person and you are blocking your blessing. There is somebody, you leave a nigga and the next day you can walk out to the mailbox and find a new one. It's really not that hard. You might fuck around and break up with somebody and like I said, y'all break a lease and you go to the leasing office and your man could be the new man at the new apartment you about to move in or whatever. Just move the fuck around. Some people are really in your life for a season and that's it. And the season's over. You got to move around. 
because all that does is create self-doubt with you. And now you have to do all of that healing on top of the healing you already had to do. That's just adding even more. And sometimes I talked about this with a friend of mine. Heartbreak can continuously happen over and over before you are done healing when you keep operating from a toxic space. After someone breaks your spirit down, you really have to take that time to move for you. You have to take that time to operate with your best interests at heart. And you have to love yourself the way that you felt like you needed that other person to love you. And oftentimes when we like are put in pressure or feel like, you know, this person fills me, this is my person. They make me feel like this. They love me in that way. A lot of the times because we don't love ourselves that way. So when you love yourself, when you think you the flyest motherfucker in the room, when you love the person that you are, when you love your spirit, when you love your energy, when you love your intelligence, everything about you, that shit make you move around real quick. Because you already know the type of shit you're giving out into the world. And at this point where you are comparing yourself with somebody your person is sleeping with on the side and giving their love and their time and their their energy to, and you are left empty. They done took everything out you. They done took your spirit and they are using it to fill another person up. Move around. Just move around for your safety, for your sake. And don't ever beg somebody to be around you that don't want to. You ain't never got to have somebody show you how they feel more than once. Once they show you how to feel, once they got you fucked up, that's where you leave them at because it's not going to change and things are not just going to adjust from there. But yeah, Um, prayers to her. I really, really, really hope, you know, that she's able to do the real healing and get therapy and really work on herself. And I pray that she finds love within herself before she searches it with someone new. Um. I also was watching um, some TV this weekend. So I got a chance to watch Tiana Taylor's film, A Thousand and One. Um, it's streaming on Peacock right now, but it won at Sundance um, Festival. It's an independent film. It won at Sundance. Um, it's some Oscar buzz about it. I'm going to give y'all just a quick review without telling y'all to watch it. If you don't want it, if I slip up and say a spoiler, I apologize. But I think you guys would still like it. Um, It reminded me of the Denzel Washington movie, John Q, where it makes you question whether or not just because it's a law doesn't make it right. And how law and righteousness is often blurred, right? And basically, it's it's surrounding the child welfare system in the 90s. It's surrounding the criminal justice system in the 90s, um, in the early 2000s. And honestly, what I got from this movie was two things can be right at the same time. Two things can be correct at the same time. Something can be definitely illegal, but you could definitely have the right mindset for it you can definitely have the right intentions for it it's like a peter pan type of situation where it's like 
or you know, or was it Robin Hood? Sorry, not Peter Pan, Robin Hood, where it's like you robbing the rich and giving it to the poor type of situations. That's kind of what this is. And it reminded me that even though we have made strides in a lot of way, there is still a long, 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 long way to go when it comes to child welfare in America. It really is so sad to see people in the system. And I told y'all before, I briefly, for like less than a couple months, worked in a child welfare and I hated it. I hated it so bad because a lot of the times it felt like a business to me. It felt like a full business and that these children were cash cows in a lot of ways. And a lot of people eat off the trauma of children, meaning the social worker, the judge, the lawyers, the bailiffs, the um, the visitation coaches, the um, government officials, cops, everybody involved eats off the, tr- the trauma of one child, right? The kinship parents, the foster, like, it's just so fucking sad to me that, and then how things are done in these situations are just so fucking upsetting when you watch it and watch it on a show. But when I worked in that, in that field, I swear I could hear this one little boy screaming for the rest of my life, crying because um, his visitation with his parent was ending. I can hear, I can't even see what that little boy looked like anymore. My brain is like fogged on it because it felt like I was involved in that trauma right and I can hear him screaming like I can hear that scream clear as day so when I what I will say about this movie one thing about Tiana Taylor that I absolutely love is that she's gonna go there if y'all tell her that this movie is set in the 90s she is not gonna wait for the film to get her look right she is going to show up with her look together like that's one thing i appreciate about her a lot of actors and actresses nowadays wait for the studio or the film to get them right no you have to make sure you're right if it's the 90s yes get you some real carl canai get you the right makeup the right lipstick shades the right hairstyles the earrings the style the mannerisms the conversation. If it's in Harlem, give me Harlem. If it's in the Bronx, give me the Bronx. If it's in Philly, definitely give me Philly. I don't want to hear something that's in the 90s and y'all are like talking up and using 2023 slang. Like when I watched that movie, I said, Tiana Taylor is just one of those people that is just so fucking talented that people sleep on her so bad and I really do this is a really good independent film and I'm gonna tell y'all now it's very open-ended it's one of those films where you have to think on your own once you watch it it's not going to tell you how to feel it's not going to persuade you about these characters it's not going to tell you that they're all the way right or they're all the way wrong it's not going to give you a, a, a fairy tale um, feel. It's very real, you know? And I just think, like, she's just one of those people that really just fucking gets it. Like, when it comes to art, she really, really understands it. Like, 
I really, really hope that she's able to progress in acting. And I, I see that she's the di- creative director for Lotto. I just saw that she's helping uh, Summer Walker with her stage prep. She's been directing a lot. Like, this girl just freaking gets it. And she's just so talented. And I understand the frustration as to why she uh, retired from music. And I think it's because she had put so much freaking focus into music. And that's not only her only outlet for creativity. and But music takes up so much of your energy and it can fucking steal your joy because the music industry is just so one-sided and it's not in the favor of the artist that I can see why you know she's honing in on these other skills that she has the girl is just talented um I really just suggest everybody watching it because it really makes me realize that in a lot of situations we can say oh you know this is against the law but what happens when the law isn't protecting someone what do you do? You know, what do you do? It's kind of like um, not having as a single mom living on the streets, not having food to feed your kid, but the shelter won't let you in. The soup kitchen won't let you in because they're out of food and your baby crying and you don't have any money. What are you going to do? Are you going to let your baby starve or are you going to go in that store and take a sandwich to feed your baby? Is it illegal? Yes. But what's the option? You had to feed your child, right? So you feed your child by any means necessary. Does not make it legal. But is it by following the law, you starved your child? Right? So it's just it's, it was just like an interesting film. I really enjoyed it in that aspect. I will tell you now, don't go in thinking that it's a whole lot of joy in that movie because it ain't. It is not a happy-go-lucky movie. It's not um, a kiki. It's it's definitely trauma-based. And I do know that we kind of just want to celebrate Black joy as much as possible. But I do feel like stories like this have to be told. Because I feel like we have to challenge the government. We have to challenge the way that things are done. We have to challenge the ways they're thinking. Like one of the things about the child welfare system, I just don't understand. I never will, is how you'll take a kid away because um, their parent might be poor and not have money and may neglect um, basic needs due to lack of funds, but remove them from a home and pay somebody else to take care of said child instead of providing support for the parent that fell on hard times you know, or providing emergency food stamps for a foster home for a new kid instead of, but telling a mom that she makes too much to qualify for food stamps that could have helped feed that child that you said she neglected. So that's just some of the things that definitely resonated with me and made me realize, you know, like these stories might be trauma-based, but sometimes these stories have to be told. And when I watched it, I'm like, damn, this shit is the exact reason why I got out of that field because right and law and righteousness is just blurred to me in a lot of these spaces. And I feel like we put these white saviors and these situations 
and in the hood, like at social work, like when I worked in child welfare, it was a lot of white people and they just didn't understand one black culture to growing up in Philadelphia, the opportunities that are here. These are people that grew up in a suburb that went to school and decided that they want to save the world and become a social worker. So when they come to these neighborhoods and things are different than from when they grew up, they are fearful for these children. They are they want to save them. They want to remove them and they want to put them somewhere safe because the government tells us, right, at, when you work in that field, oh, we vetted these people. This is a great foster parent. They have been a foster parent for this long. And then we put these kids as soon as you take a kid from their mother, that's the first sign of trauma. Then we put them in these foster homes and you're not there all day. You're only required to see that child once a month. Like you don't know what's really going on there and you're seeing them in their space. And the one thing about it is you, hey, you ask the questions, you looking around and you might say to a kid, hi, how are you feeling? Do you feel safe? Has anything been happening? They might lie because they don't want to go to an even worse place. They might be able to tolerate the traumas that is happening at this one foster home because they have been told that it can get a lot worse. So it just, it it baffles me, you know, that this shit still happens. And this movie is set in the 90s, you know? And when I say people are often working in this field, but they don't understand the people that they're working for. That's what I mean. You didn't take the opportunity to really understand what was going on. You are scared of the people in the community that you serve. When I worked in social work, one of the things that pushed me through is that I understand what the hell is going on. And I'm not here to be a savior. I'm here to be an aide so that people can help themselves. Like my, um, my lenses was always to help people help themselves because I never went, I always tell my clients one thing about it, two things for sure. You can't tell how life is. And one day I can be here and tomorrow I cannot be, or, you know, they change locations. I might not be your social worker. I might not work here anymore. I might, you know, anything can happen. I want you to be able to advocate and speak for yourself. And I know that a lot of social workers that have my skin tone operate in that space as well. I can't say that about everybody else. So I just thought it was a really good movie. Definitely one that you guys should check out. Um, And let me know your thoughts about it. Also, one of my favorite, I'm going to talk about two of my favorites. One of my favorite movies and books in the world is The Color Purple. And I was so sad because um, me and my good friend Allison, right before the pandemic, we were looking to see if we can go to um, Broadway to see the musical. Um, we really wanted to see it. We didn't get a chance to. But the musical was created um as a film was adapted into a film last summer starring Fantasia, Taraji P. Henson, Holly Bailey, her, um, Danielle Brooks. Um, who am I missing? Just a, a bunch of people. 
right? Um, the guy Ali from um, Euphoria is in it. Oh, and baby, he gives a good mister. And I feel so bad because I actually love his character as Ali. And it shows that he is just, the trailer showed me he's too good of an actor. And I feel like I'm be real mad at him because it's given Danny Glover as Mr. But like this man really know how to be angry for real. Like the cinematography is beautiful. Um, the music, I feel like it's just enough music from what I could tell by the trailer. Like, I don't feel like they'll be like, talking like a Terry Tyler Perry play and just burst out singing. Um, the movie already has a lot of music themes and backgrounds. So I just think like, this is just going to be so good. Um, I can't wait to see it. Honestly, Oprah said we got to wear purple on opening weekend. I don't know about that. Oops, but I definitely, I never went to the movies on Christmas but this year I just might because I don't think that I can like wait too long to watch that movie. I like I told y'all I love the color purple. I wonder if themes from the book is a little bit more expounded upon because we are in a new generation. Like I told y'all, you know, Suge Avery and Silly was lovers. And Mr. and Celie were fighting over Suge Avery. And it's very explicit in the book, but it wasn't explicit in the original film. So I would like to see if that is, you know, kind of expounded upon within this musical. I'm just excited. I really am excited to watch it. I love, y'all know, I love a good adaptation. I really, really do. I love a good movie. Um movie the book and the musical i think i don't think it's gonna give like a tyler perry play i i, I don't think so so i'm expi- excited so this glow up topic today let's get into it i actually saw the video about Derek jackson's wife last night someone sent it to me um and asked me to talk about it and the first thing i think i saw saw when i saw, i said damn the worst thing you can do is start comparing yourself to someone else because you'll never be happy and you'll never really, you you won't be able to be you. You'll constantly be trying to curate yourself to adapt to them, you know, and you won't ever find yourself. Then someone posted this quote that said comparison this morning I saw it and it said comparison is the thief of joy. And I have always felt like that in so many different spaces in so many different ways, right? Um I think sometimes, you know, we talk about favoritism, right? And sometimes people do have favorites. And it's very blatant, right? But sometimes it's not that People have favoritism within relationships. Sometimes a relationship can just look different for you. And sometimes we are we we mistake it for favoritism, but really it's just that that relationship is different. It's like when you got a friend and you might say, Oh yeah, their bond is just so amazing and da 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 I really like that bond. I want me and this person to have a bond like that. Why don't they fuck with me like that? I'm a good person. And it's like, you don't know what their bond is rooted in. 
but you're comparing bonds when that person can very much love you just as much as they love the person you comparing yourself to right but they are bonded in a way that is different every relationship is unique even though our parents don't say they have favorites because most don't but their bonds within their children are different you might be able, as a parent, when you have multiple kids, relate to your kid about one topic and another kid to another and your other to another. And it doesn't mean that that's your favorite or you get along with this person better. It's just you bond it with people. Everybody is an individual. Everything doesn't fit one. Everybody does, can't fit the same shoe. Like everything does not fit the same way. You know, we're all puzzle pieces and we're all unique and we all are placed in different spaces, right? So one of the other things I noticed about comparing yourself and taking a joy out of things is once you do that, you'll never be satisfied. Meaning that's like, all right, I'm in a gym, right? And I see that Drea Michelle is in the gym too and she goes to the gym like I go and we do the same workouts and I'm like damn her arms are so tight I'm gonna get my arms like this and I'm going oh I I lost 100 pounds but my arms are still not like Dre and Michelle's I need to do something that's when you start fixing shit that's not really a problem because you're trying to get what this person has and it's not meant for you and that's where they're saying what's meant for you is for you and it won't miss you. That's what it is. Like we start comparing things. It's just not fit for you. You know, I get up at the gym. I'm never going to look like that lady because that lady look like that lady. I look like DeAndre. I look like the person God wanted me to look like, you know, if God wanted me to be fit in that way, I would be. But that's what not that's not what God said for me because maybe I need to be this way for other reasons. Just she needs to be her way for her reasons. And comparing myself is only going to hurt me. It hurts no one else. And also, like with Derek Jackson, wife Denea Jackson, comparing yourself to someone else because you think that they are better or they're in a better position. They're they negatively, they might not be. Because honestly, no one is winning in that situation. No one is winning. That man is lying to everybody. He's putting you all at harm. He doesn't care about any of you. It looks like they have more fun, but that's all she's getting. Maybe she's looking at you and she's trying to want to emulate you. Because one thing that people do is is, is um pit people against each other so while she was looking at this woman he was cheating on her with like oh wow he spent so much time their sex is passionate she does this she does that she dresses like this i need to do like that he might be sitting here telling her he'll never leave his wife so she starts to try to emulate you because she's trying to win something that's not that's not obtainable for either you because it's not there it's all false but what is there is that at this point, both of you are unhappy. Both of you are comparing yourselves with someone that has nothing to do with you, that did nothing to you, that you do not have to be because God designed you to be who you are. 
or the universe or whatever you believe, you're designed to be who you are and they are designed to be who they are. That's just it. And you can't get one with the other. You're not going to always be able to get these things, you know. You can see somebody that fresh out of college, got the great job, got married, you know, by 25, a homeowner and da 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 And you might not be on that path. You might have been struggling, trying to find good jobs and you're maintaining and you didn't fall in love with your college sweetheart, your high school sweetheart. And you're comparing yourself and it's like, that's not for you. That's not for you. When you start focusing on what's for you and not trying to feel like you are not achieving in life and you part of the course and you stay there and you pay attention on what's in your plate and your plate was in your lane, life will just start to hit a lot better because you never know. Somebody might be comparing what you got to what they got and wishing that they had what you had. Or you're trying to compare. I do this a lot. I compare my old self to who I am today. And I'm like, oh, you know, that college DeAndre was a hustler, you know, like my, like I was, I was doing that shit. Last year, I tapped into my old self because I kept comparing my old self. And when I say this, a bitch too old to be trying to be my who I was at 22. I was too busy, not focused, busy, but not productive. I really did that shit. I kept saying, oh, you know, when I was 22, I did this. I did that all at the same time. I did that shit last year and I damn near suffered a whole lot because of it. That whole year is like a damn blur because I was working all the time. I was hustling. I was getting shit done, but I was not focused and I lacked um, productivity. I just was a busy ass bitch with nothing productive going on. So when they say thief is um, comparison is a thief of joy, I really do feel that. Now, one else of me was happy last year. And I'm comparing myself to who I was years and years, 10 years ago. And it's like, to be honest, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't even think I was happy then. I just was doing what the fuck I had to do to get ahead. So when you tap into that comparison role or you try to emulate other things and you can be successful at pretending to be other other people. But where are you going to be happy at? Because you're not even you don't even know who you are anymore. You know, when you start comparing relationships, you don't even understand what it took for that relationship to get there or what that entails or what that looks like. Or, you know, when you're trying to hold on to a man and you're comparing yourself with, you know, the things that he seems interested in, you are losing who you are as a person. You are, they don't want it anyway because it's not authentic. It's not who they want you're just not what they want they don't even know what they want but one thing that you lost is that joy that happiness that that tenacity that you probably have that uniqueness that makes you you once you start comparing shit it's like oh you know you bought her apples and you got me an orange i like apples well, my nigga, you ain't asked for it. She asked for apples, and I had an orange, so I gave it to you. She asked me for the apple. 
I gave her the apple. I don't love this person more because I gave her the apple she asked for and gave you oranges that you didn't ask for. I just was trying to be nice and give you an orange. Like, I ain't know that, you know, it was going to be a big ass thing. But the more that we compare ourselves with people, the more you kind of just look crazy. The more that you just not living in the nail, the more you're going to drive yourself up a wall. You are never going to be happy. The more that you are just trying to weigh things or make things similar, everything is not going to be the same. I'm sorry to tell you, when they tell you life is not fair, life is not fair. Everything is not going to be equal. Every relationship is not equal, you know. Don't waste your time trying to be anything other than yourself. Because while you're trying to do that and you're trying to do things that are foreign to you, you are losing who you are in essence. And I'd rather be who I am right now every day while I need to be who I am than to constantly have to take notes on how to be somebody else. I'd rather be who I am innate feeling like or who I naturally am and the person that is comfortable for me at this phase of my life than trying to be like anybody else other than DeAndre. I can try to be like Beyonce and take the high road, but that ain't like me. That is not me. I'm going to operate the best way that DeAndre know how to operate. I ain't going to compare myself to that. I'm not there yet at all. You know, but I'm also not the type that's going to sit here and argue with people all day. That ain't who I am. I'm not going to compare myself. I'm not going to try to be like nobody else other than me. I'm not going to stress myself out trying to keep up with anybody other than me. Live in the now. Be truly who you are in essence. And just fuck with it from right there. And anytime a situation makes you start doing comparisons and um, trying to compete, remove yourself. It's not meant for you and you kind of losing who you are. Just remove yourself from the situation. Like that quote that be like, you can't compete where you don't compare. They're really supposed to be like a ha 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 bitch as quote, but it's really real shit. You can't compete in life. You just can't. You can't come like you and you are two different things. Beyonce and Rihanna are singers, but there are no competitions to each other. There are no comparisons to each other. You know, Chick-fil-A and Popeye's, they both sell chicken, but they're totally different. They can't compete in the same field and they're not in comparison with one another. Stop comparing yourself to shit. Just be uniquely you. Be whoever the fuck you supposed to be. Feel however you feel. Move how you move. Look how you look. Don't try to be like nobody else. Don't get nothing because the next person got it. Don't go grab a uh, something like, don't grab a husband that you, you know, your man, you see your friend, man, he work at the airport. He be uh, taking her on trips. You start dating somebody at the airport, think that they're going to do the same, and they not. They taking other bitches on trips. Just don't do it. Get what's supposed to be for you. Worry about what's best for you. 
gather your things. Don't worry about what nobody else got. You know, Sarah got a a, a MBA and she got this um six figure paying job in the high six figures and she's doing all of this and getting it. So you go you you know you compare yourself. You're like oh, I'm just as smart. You try to get your MBA and bitch you you just got another damn degree and you ain't making no more than ten more thousand than you was before. Don't compare yourself to other people. Do only things that feel organic to you. Don't do shit because nobody else did it. Don't imitate what nobody else got. Be exactly who you are. It's a million podcasts out here, and I'm me all the way through. I don't talk like nobody else. I don't sound like nobody else. I am me, and that's why this works for me. The moment that I start trying to compare myself or change who I am to fit a mold or be like anybody else, that's when I'll just stop doing it because it just doesn't work for me in that way. I have to be uniquely and organically who I am because anything else feels foreign and it doesn't feel right. And that's why it does not work. Don't force shit. That shit they say was for you is for you. We're not forcing anything in this lifetime anymore. Leave it the hell alone. And that is my TED Talk for today. Also, I am very, very sad to find out that my girl, Tina Turner, passed away. If y'all listened to the show for a while, y'all know I told y'all I used to watch What's Love Got to Do With It all the time. Um, I used to listen to her music. My little sister was like obsessed with Tina Turner for like a good year. Um, so, you know, we real sad over here about Miss Tina Turner. And honestly, are you really beehive if you're not mourning this? Because without Tina, we would not have Beyonce. So, yeah, I'm very sad. And may Miss Tina Turner rest in peace. And I hope that she finds the peace and a joy that she was robbed of in the beginning stages of her life. And that is somebody that you should pay attention to when we say that you don't hit, nothing is ever too late. She restarted her career in her 40s and became an international superstar. So when I say don't compare yourself to nobody and that your starting line doesn't start with everybody else, that's what I mean. Your position in life does not start at the same time as everybody else. Your time is your time and your time is divine. And if then nobody else makes you understand that, Learn about Miss Tina Turner. Learn about it, understand it, and apply that shit to your life. And just remember, comparison is the thief of joy. Live your life, glow through it, go through it, and be uniquely who you are supposed to be. Um, thank you guys for listening. You can follow on Instagram at JST Let It Glow, on Twitter at Just Let It Glow. Um, you can follow me at I am Deandra Kiera if you like. Um, also, email your let's let it, your let it go sis letters. You can email it at just let it go pie at gmail.com. Be on the lookout. Follow me on socials um, because there will be some cool things happening soon, and I can't wait to announce it. Um, love you all. Thank you for listening. And let's glow and grow up and glow through it and all that other good shit. Peace.